Sometimes I wondered how other people were handling the end of the world. I doubted most people took things the way I did. Over the years, I decided my apathy about the whole thing probably meant I was an anomaly, and I came to terms with that. Early in the crisis, my undead neighbors had left their televisions on maximum volume. My soundproofed walls could barely buffer the non-stop noise since it was coming from below and both sides of me. If it wasn't for the power outages, I would have gone crazy. Francis would call, wanting to discuss the latest on the undead situation. He told me the experts were debating constantly over whether the undead were human or if they retained memories or some of their personality when they turned. I reckon they don't, Cyrus. I don't think so either. People need to stop fantasizing and get real. Dead is dead. I scoffed at some of the earlier attempts to quarantine the living dead to study them, find a cure, and make things okay. There was no cure. This was it. The end. Didn't anyone understand that? The walking dead were walking dead, and they didn't have an ounce of anything human in them anymore. Every zombie out there was probably a loved one at some point. People who didn't want to put a bullet in their loved one's head were the instigators of the problem, in my opinion. If everyone saw things for what they were, there wouldn't be a problem. I imagined the survivors of the initial outbreak hoveling in offices, homes. They were alone, and it must have been driving them mad. What I enjoyed as solitude, they probably thought was mind-numbing horror. They had no food, no water, and no weapons. Most likely, they were still dying, fearing an animated corpse would be consuming them soon. The differences between them and me were astronomical. I was alive because I wasn't like other people. If I were, I'd be one of those men who wished he weren't alone during his last leg of existence. If I were one of those men, I'd be dead. I mused over my lack of fear toward the living dead. While lounging on the floor of the living room, gnawing on a protein bar, I wondered why I couldn't muster up an ounce of anxiety. The undead were terrifying. At least, they should be. I'd seen so many of them, falling apart and ghoulish. They chomped their crusty, blood-rimmed mouths, and thick, strange liquids came out. Some of their stomachs were so distended from gorging on human flesh, they exploded, leaving organs and entrails hanging like jewelry. Their collective stench was putrid. At the very least, I should have felt nauseous when the breezes from Puget Sound carried their scent through my opened windows. Upon finishing the bland protein bar, I crawled over to the dining room table, reaching up for candy. My hand returned with a bright orange rectangular package. I made my way back to the living room and collapsed onto the spot my body had warmed. As I savored the two Reese's peanut butter cups, 
Pickles slinked down the hall and over to me. I caught her beady red eyes looking at me. How about you? What's your position on all of this? She climbed up my shoulder and onto my chest, where she perched righteously and eyed my candy. The rodent had a taste for candy, which I occasionally indulged. Being the terrible pet owner I was, I let her have a quick nibble before popping the rest of the chocolate in my mouth. Some things never changed. Her sense of entitlement was one of them.